three. Well, good afternoon. Yes, it is. It's a good one. I thought we better do it. It's a, a holiday. It is here. Yeah, mostly everywhere in Canada. Yeah. yeah. What we do they call it in your neck the, of the woods? Well, it's kind of cloudy and dark today. Maybe we're supposed to get some rain, and that's a good thing. Oh, we've had rain. Mosquitoes are doing very well. Thank you very much. Well, we don't have any of those, Touchwood. We're well without. So I understand that you've you've got some breaking news there. Breaking news. Okay. It's just, just as we started off. This is the beauty of live broadcasts. Oh, by the way, welcome to our viewers, to the Bob Dunlop, Tom Taz, Border Poll Journal for the 7th of August. Yeah. 2023 episode 24 season two Ooh. and remember to hit that uh, like button and to subscribe mm -hmm. because you'll get more of what we're about to unveil should you do that <laughs> so this comes from uh true north a, a canadian uh, media independent media group that says are you ready university of british columbia journalism professor dr katya Tieme, T-H-I-E-M-E, -E, said she believes children should be exposed to adult genitalia to prepare them for the possibility of seeing naked transgender individuals in locker rooms. This is apparently very important uh, because uh, she believes that children should be exposed to this uh, should they see naked transgender people in locker rooms. Uh, I'm not even going to tell you what the comments are because we, you know, Part of this uh, uh, podcast goes out on uh, various uh, platforms that may not like the comments. I won't read those, but no, no. But let's just and, uh, be so clear. Uh, th this our viewers will know what a lot of those comments will be. But man, I don't know. This is sick. I got to tell you, I well, yeah, you must I have mean... something in the water there, guy. Well, maybe maybe a little farther north of us here. I don't know, but it's all part of the GVRD system. So I better watch out what I'm drinking, I guess. You better. Boy. Well, that, it, that's almost speechless. I, like, I, isn't there things within the Criminal Code of Canada that would say that that's not right or that you can go to court for or... Yeah, I think. Are we going to have to go and have a, another royal commission to study the, the effects of the criminal code on the rights of journalists to spout off nonsense? Well, uh, in the pre-production, I told you that uh, our Twitter account was suspended for 12 hours because, or X account, whatever Elon calls it these days because there was a, a report very similar to the one we just spoke about. And my comment was, that is stupid. Well, up can the screen come a, a warning saying, warning, warning, you can't call people stupid because that's hurtful. I'm going, what are you talking about? You know, this, this is about the issue, not the person. But nevertheless, up comes the warning and it says, are you sure you want to do this? And I said, yeah, I'm sure I want to do this. This is this is really stupid. So I hit the button and boom, all of a sudden, 
blocked out. Get this big fancy warning. They saying, "Up, oh, you know, you're you're uh, contravening our our rules of engagement here, and uh, therefore for the next twelve hours you're going to be in purgatory, and you better understand your sin because that's a thing that is going to upset someone." I'm thinking, okay, fine. You know, see you around. Come back in twelve hours. Like I care. Okay, but this is this is we got protected classes now that are just at the whim of uh, you know you know God bless Elon Musk for trying to fix up uh, Twitter and all, but really it still comes down to there's a there's a, a core of of ideologues in there. You can't question COVID. You can't question climate change. You can't question some stupid thing that comes out you know, uh, uh, the, from some ideologue. In in uh, you know the, the transgender movement or something, you go, oh, no, you can't. Okay, so freedom of the press, freedom of thought, you know, critical thinking, all these things are. Yeah, I'm not sure. What is happening, Bob? What in the middle of summer? It's a movies, right? Wasn't there things about the thought police and well, purple rain or something? I can't remember what it was now. But purple rain, the thought. I don't know what it was where they they tried to the movie where they tried to stop things from happening. You know, People who thought bad things were taken away by the thought police, and uh, there's been a few issues like that. I kind of wonder if that's where we're heading. And as as we said in pre-production, it was uh, one of those things that this is probably way over our pay grade anyway. That's that's the name of this show. Okay, today's show is we're going to talk about things that are over our pay grade. <laughs> And that's probably just about everything. Well, let's just see here. Uh, one of the things you said, Border Hawk News pointed out that even though uh, we haven't got any housing for the millions of migrants you're bringing in, the government of Canada th- still thinks it's a damn good idea. Well, yeah, and, and uh, you know, I, I, and I guess I find that a little hurtful. Disingenuous is a good Not word. That hurtful, like I mean, nothing. That- refugees and new immigrants don't have a right to have a place to to live in but what about our own people that don't have a place to live in are we forgetting about them are we are we making it worse by inviting more and more people over so that they can all get along homogeneously on the streets of the big cities in canada i i don't know well apparently uh tent housing is big in 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 these cities uh vancouver toronto uh you know mm-hmm. tents are good what i think i do when it's uh, particularly in, in toronto when it'll be 10 below in those tents or colder yeah yeah there was a case of a guy from lebanon who's very angry in toronto because he was promised uh, at least ten thousand dollars a month in in various uh, subsidies and housing and education and health care he actually had a price tag on it. He was expecting around ten thousand a month from various sources because he claimed to be a refugee from Lebanon. But now he's going back to Lebanon because he was conned. Well, I'm thinking, okay, so you were conned. Well, you know what? Definitely, the definitely. plane leaves at four o'clock. Have a nice day. I'm sorry. I this 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 is this is like the summertime. I don't want. There's just crazy stuff going on here, and 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 you know we won't even talk about all the stuff that's gone on with the changes in leadership uh, within what they call the cabinet of the federal government, because we're not going to go there today. Okay. 
but what do you mean you know you didn't get enough of what you were promised by the by the government of Canada? And oh, by the way, this is the same government of Canada says housing is not our priority. You know, mm-hmm. it's none of our concern. Well, maybe it isn't. Maybe it's not provincial. Maybe it's municipal. Again, it's well over our pay grade. We can't really determine whose fault it is and who should be paying, but we know it's somebody's problem. Then I'm looking here at uh, Bill Maher, the comedian, who says Democrats are full of shit when it comes to illegal migrants. Bill Maher may be a little slow on the uptake when it comes to his willingness to call out disastrous policies and immigration and irrational leftist arguments, but at least not afraid to go against the grain when the epiphanies strike. This is from uh, Zero Hedge, uh, one of our favorite sort of news aggregators. Um, And it says here, conservatives and some moderates have been pointing out that the Democrats' insanity on illegal migration for some time now, specifically the indigent indigent raise, I can't even read here, should have my glass on, leftists express over red states busing immigrants to major Democrat, quote, sanctuary cities. As Bill Maher notes, these city governments often pontificate on the virtues of, quote, the American melting pot, unquote, until they are faced with housing and feeding thousands of migrants that pack the streets and the parks. And in bold lettering, it says Democrats support illegal immigration as long as they never have to deal with those migrants on their doorstep. A humanitarian crisis is forming in New York, uh, Chicago, uh, Washington, and is entirely caused by the political left's unwillingness to admit that they were wrong. Well, again, that goes back to way over our pay grade. These are things where you have people that uh, they've given up, I guess. I don't know if if it it goes back to a few episodes ago where I called it the Ollie Ollie Oxenfree program. And the game we played as a kid, you know, if somebody manages to get the kick to can, everybody's everybody's free, not just... (laughs) Not just the one that kicked the can, right? I mean, it's it's you get here, you you've got your foot on the ground. Um, you find out that the streets aren't paved with gold, but you're still expecting it. Then there's this other little gem that uh, is indirectly linked to uh, the whole uh, immigration issue, but uh, it says two yes. Uh, this is ABC News this week. Two U.S. Navy sailors arrested for allegedly spying for China. Now the two Navy sailors have been arrested, and allegedly the pro- federal prosecutor said on Thursday last. So both are accused of having passed the long national defense information to Chinese intelligence officials for cash through their though their cases are separate. Uh, one guy, whose name is Y, a 22-year-old petty officer, second class, arrested Wednesday and charged with espionage, more specifically conspiracy to and commit communication defense information to aid the foreign government. Another petty officer called Zhao of Monterey Park, was California, was also arrested Wednesday by FBI NCIS, NCIS agents and is charged with conspiracy and received a bribe. Official said uh, Zhao, 26, work at the naval base in Ventura County and has an active U.S. security clearance who's been able to access various classified information. So uh, here we have a, a little bit of a problem with uh, 
and sailors who are apparently it was some like 15,000 bucks we're talking about selling on it. <laughs> they were prepared to sell allegedly selling out their, their country for $15,000. It's not a lot of dough for that. No, it sure isn't. That's uh, and, and the, the thought, I guess, is way above our pay grade. Again, well, above our pay grade. Here's another <laughs> one above our pay grade and our and challenging our geographical geopolitical and logical critical thinking envelope do you know what echo was is uh, no. uh do you know where niger is somewhere in africa okay did you know that there was a coup there i've heard about that yeah okay did you know that it's of great interest to us over here on this side of the Atlantic? Well, I guess any coup or any issues that involve maiming and killing of people always makes the news. So, well, I'll, uh, I'm going to fill in some details so that even though, again, it's above our pay grade to know this stuff, okay? But the economic community of West African states called ECOWAS, okay? Uh, okay. okay. Uh, it is it is hesitant uh, to intervene in Niger militarily because the uh, coup that took place in Niger uh, has gotten a lot of folks excited in Washington, in London, and Paris. Because guess who pays for all this ECOWAS stuff? Well, hint, hint. Anyway, they said to the coup people, you better straighten up by Sunday or there's going to be serious trouble. I'm being facetious here, of course. Anyway, they signaled that uh, ECOWAS had signaled they will pursue diplomatic solutions and military action remains on the table. Aside from the potential catastrophic loss of life, which apparently is of no concern, uh, witness Ukraine, there are practical, political, strategic, and legal reasons why an intervention is potentially unfeasible to accomplish. Uh, so you have here the president of Nigeria, who is also in charge of ECOWAS at the moment, declared the organization must promote democracy in a region plagued by coups over the past 10 years. So why was there a coup in Niger? Well, there you go. There's stuff in the ground there that the folks in the coup said they were being sold for peanuts, uh, you know, through various uh, Western European American interests and in mining, you know, strategic stuff. We all know what that leads to. We can't have it. We'll take it. Uh, anyway, the problem for Niger is their allies, Mali and Burkina Faso, by the way, you got to find those on the map too. That the French mission in those countries is is basically been told to get out of town, and so the French are are really upset over this uh, because all those mining interests there could be, you know, problematic going forward. Hey, it's a great news week. You know, middle of summer, there's stuff happening all over the well, place. Yeah, I, I guess it goes back to can't we all just get along? No, no, we're not going to get along. Okay, here's another one that's going to be above our pay grade because now we have international law and history and 
current politics all fused together to bring you this headline. U.S. limits visa waiver for Hungarians. This is an unprecedented move that comes in response to the security concerns of Washington. Now, I'll read you. This is from Politico, which, of course, is going to be completely down the middle, neutral as a source of information coming out of Washington. I see that facetiously as well. The United States on Tuesday sharply limited Hungary's participation in its visa visa waiver program over security concerns regarding new passports issued between 2011 and 2020. Now, before I go on, I got to tell you, I cannot find what security concerns you're talking about because apparently we're not, that is above our pay grade too. Okay. Under the U.S. visa waiver program, citizens of participating countries can travel to the U.S. for tourism or business up to 90 days without a visa and simply need to fill out a so-called ESTA, which is the Electronic System for Travel Authorization. So this is kind of like the app that we had (laughs) so famously in Canada. Uh, You know, the one that cost $54 million, we still don't know. I thought we had found that out anyway, regardless. Well, we found out it went to a handful of people, but it's another one of those those cases. Well, best forgotten, swept under the carpet. Let's not pursue this any longer. So starting Tuesday, this tomorrow, uh, the ESTA validity for Hungarian passport holders will be reduced from two years to one, and, and ESTA will only be valid for a single use. In other words, no multiple entries. Now, this is kind of in our wheelhouse, Bob, because we used to deal with this stuff all the time and wondered, why do we have visas on one on one country or another? Yes mm-hmm. or no? Well, simple reason is that they forgot to go home or, you know, they overwhelmed the system or they weren't welcome or whatever. Story is, that's how we do visas. Well, in this case, the European Union uh, and, uh, and other countries, about 40 of them are part of this uh, visa waiver system in the US, but suddenly Hungary is fallen out of favor. After coming to power in 2010, the Hungarian prime minister, whose name is Viktor Orban, implemented a major policy change that granted citizenship to ethnic Hungarians living abroad, including Romania, Slovakia, and Ukraine. Now, the domestic critics in Hungary say that this is only to get votes uh, from you know those oh. other citizens. We're talking about 900,000 people here, by the way. Uh, so uh, David Pressman, who is the U.S. ambassador to Budapest, told Politico in an interview ahead of the announcement that there are, quote, hundreds of thousands of passports have been issued by the government of Hungary as part of the simplified naturalization program without stringent identity verification mechanisms in place, unquote. The U.S. government has been engaging the Hungarians on the security vulnerability, quote, for many years and across multiple administrations. Well, there's not multiple. There's only been two administrations over the years for this anyway. Uh, But let's just uh, continue here. The government of Hungary has opted not to close it. In other words, just saying, hey, it's our policy. Take a hike. Uh, This is really unfortunate, said the U.S. ambassador. This is not the outcome the United States sought or is seeking. Now, you have to remember that the United States appears to want regime change in Hungary, you know, like they got regime change in Ukraine, like they had your regime change in Libya, Syria. But I digress. Okay. This is an EU country, okay, a NATO country mm-hmm. uh, that suddenly has fallen out of favor from our, our uh, friends in, in uh, Washington. 
according to Politico, Budapest's NATO allies are deeply frustrated that Hungary, Hungary's parliament has yet to ratify the Swedish bid to join the alliance. Of course, they forget about Turkey not being too keen on this and others not, but I digress. Many Western countries have also spoken about the deteriorating democratic standards in Hungary, which they don't exactly, what democratic standards, but they say, actually, the rhetoric is all about the rights of the LGBTQ plus people who are there. So, you know, they're focusing on a specific group. Uh, and uh, this is, uh, again, uh, oblivious of the fact of uh, that there are well over as many people of Hungarian origin living outside of Hungary as there are inside of Hungary. Um, Pressman underscored how American experts had previously identified ways the security concerns could be addressed. And here on, on another uh, uh, website, we found out that the security concern was, you give us the names of all the people from your database that have Hungarian passports, which we will then turn over to our pals in Ukraine or wherever who wants to know who these Hungarians are. Probably because, you know, they'd like to get the heck out of those countries uh, with their Hungarian passports. Or maybe, uh, you know, they're being uh, hounded uh, because they happen to be Hungarians. N none of which, of course, is about uh, the reality here that this is all about, <clears throat> you know, uh, the Ukraine war, which Hungary is... Uh, against notwithstanding it's an eu country notwithstanding it's a nato country okay so apparently you're not you cannot be again of these things because if you're again it then you're not with them well you know and, and i guess the issue too is security concerns if they were just handing out passports willy-nilly without doing any proper security checks in my former life i would probably be concerned about that too but at what point do you do you draw a line and, and say that why would any sovereign country run risk of having people that shouldn't be citizens citizens? Here's the question then. If you don't trust the passport of the country that is it, then don't trust it. Really very simple. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, and and uh, if uh, the uh, particular country in question doesn't like it, they put in a visa. This is what this is what civilized countries do. You do not say to uh, uh, an ally, "Give me all your passport details of all your citizens." Okay, and what and why should I do that? Imagine if Canada said to to the United States, "You know what? Um, we'd like to know." Uh, you like to disclose to us all the data of uh, Americans living abroad or those who have dual citizenship, because we think that that would be a risk to our security. Just saying. How, how do you suppose they would react in uh, D.C. to that? Probably the same as the Hungarians. Go take a hike. Well, and that's... We're forgetting somewhere along the line that, that, that there is a thing called a sovereign nation. And, and maybe that's because we don't get paid enough to think beyond that. I, I don't know. Once again, it's one of those issues above our pay grade. It's, it's, it's where we are today. Issues above our pay grade. Well, and we all know that common sense died long ago. Yep. 
Yep. Uh, and, you know, you have to wonder where this is all leading because there's that the ECOWAS thing, for example, to me is a classic example of diverting our attention. Okay. Because suddenly, mm. as we said earlier, where is Niger? Okay. I'm not, not to demean the issue, but, you know, Niger isn't exactly on the radar of people in this part of the world. Well, so, up until a week or so ago, people probably wouldn't even know that there was a country called Niger. Well, moreover, I well, I look at some of the reports in some of the papers you think would know better because they are author- the authority of news, and they say the Nigerians. No, Niger, Niger is a country. Nigeria is another country. Niger citizens are not Nigerians, <laughs> believe it or not. This is what they're writing. I think, oh my God, what is wrong with these people? Yeah, well, it could be something to do with spell check. Could be. <laughs> could be. Um, but there's just, the, 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 it's, it's just uh, unbelievable. And in, in what you look at, a, a the shining light on the hill that right now has two presidential candidates, neither of which is particularly exciting to to the vast majority of Americans because they're so divided down the middle. If you like this guy, you automatically hate the other one's guts. That's how this works. And you have uh, a, a system of take no, take no prisoners, no compromise, no discussion. This is very new. Again, above our pay grade. Like what's happened here? Even that's probably above our pay grade. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, and maybe we really don't want to know. Maybe we don't want to know. Well, the other one, of course, is uh, our folks here in this neck of the woods are still uh, insisting that uh, we import millions of migrants into the country, but we don't have housing. Mm-hmm. We don't have schools. We don't have hospitals. Uh, and uh, that's okay because that's uh, apparently the federal government says housing is not their responsibility. Well, field of dreams. Field of dreams. They're all going to come and play baseball? Well, no. If we build it, they will come. So we're building a huge immigration system so people will come and fix those problems. Of no housing, well, they're living in no tents hospitals. on main streets of our major cities at the moment. Every every little plan has a hiccup. Okay, so let me let me put this in, into perspective of a headline that came out on Friday, which said that the latest statistics of the labor market shows that forty five thousand laborers in the housing market, that is building houses, didn't show up in the last quarter, the last month. In other words, forty five thousand people have fallen out of the labor market. This is in this is in Canada in June, which is when we it's in the summer. Our summers are pretty short when we build houses. And all of a sudden in this month, 45,000 people, poof, disappeared from the housing market. But if using the logic of, of the uh, folks who are convincing all these poor people to come here, because they will build the houses. Yeah, they're going to get out of their tents on Young Street in Toronto and, and look for a hammer and a saw and build a house somewhere. I'm being really facetious now. Well, 
we can direct them to the nearest Home Depot, Lowe's, uh, Canadian. Not diet. in Canada. They're not Lowe's anymore. They're Rona. Well, Rona. Well, whatever they want to be called. Somewhere along the line, there's going to be hammers and nails and wood. And with any luck, these people will be able to pick that up and learn that there are, depending on which municipality you're, you're, you're going to build in, they'll just by osmosis put in all those things and they'll be able to build a house that will be at the code. Uh, again, this is above my pay grade. Uh, I really do not know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know. <laughs> Hey, listen, I got to do a shout out to one of our members, uh, Ray Morrell, who's overcoming a serious illness, uh, illness and we wish him well. He's he's yes. getting better. I had a chat with him today uh, briefly, and he's uh, he's doing well, and he he's tackled the big C the fourth time around, and uh, apparently he's on the mend, and the surgery was successful. So he's he's yes. in our uh, he's in our thoughts. All the best, bud. Keep it yep. up. Yep. It's uh, one of those things that, uh, all kidding aside, you know, you don't have anything unless you have your health. That's right. And I think I mentioned too prior to that is, is that uh, when you get that particular disease, it really doesn't care whether you're rich, you're poor, you're white, you're black, you're anything. It, it takes you no holds barred. Yep. Absolutely. So that's uh, that's something I wanted to let our readers, or rather readers, uh, viewers, and and listeners know. Mm -hmm. uh, apart from that, uh, there's there's nothing more than similar kind of news uh, on the uh, on the screen here. So let's well, attend, let's, remember, let's take a holiday up here. So you know, maybe maybe there isn't that much going on. And uh... well, I think we covered the weird parts, the weird parts that are above our pay grade. Uh, yeah. I, uh, and I hear you're going to be off for a week, going up into yeah. the wild blue yonder. Yes, going to go and try that, uh, get away from the uh, whole media thing. We'll be in a place where there is sketchy cell service, absolutely no internet service, and I'm going to try my luck, seeing if we can catch some of those elusive fish from the from the lake. Fish, fish from the lake. From the lake. So that means that our next meeting will take place once you return. Which will probably be uh, later on next week. Okay. Well, for viewers and listeners, we usually do this on a Friday or a Monday. Uh, it, may, it may turn out to be a Wednesday next time we, we are. Well, you know, that's the nice thing about our schedules. It really doesn't matter what day it is. That's it right. It will happen. That's right. Since our sponsors, who are currently non-existent, don't matter anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Which we'd like to be within our pay grade. Yes, that would be good because in order for us to continue, uh, we're we would be happy to get some uh, serious sponsors. Although I must uh, must tell you, uh, we've had a couple of inquiries, and and uh, when you get back, uh, we'll talk about those because uh, the sponsors are are interesting if we take on a, a, a commercial sponsor we're going to have to figure out how that impacts on our programming too you know because mm -hmm. after all if we're going to be sponsored by a company that 
you know, uh, makes dog food, we can't be anti-dog. No, not that we are. No. So anyway, not just anti pet at all. <laughs> oh no, no, not at all. So I just uh, just a heads up. Uh, we are getting some traction on well, on, on sponsorships, but it's it remains a a, a bit of a, a question. A slippery how we... slope. Yes. Well, you know, if you buy us off, what you know. <laughs> well, it could be. How will we be grand. critical of the media? We could get fifteen grand for this, just like that sailor. You know. Oh no, that's above our pay grade. Oh, okay. Fourteen nine ninety nine. Where's the decimal? That might be above our pay. Grade. Blue plate special is the best we could do. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's, Let's look at the, uh, having a good time. You up at the lake? Yeah, I, uh, I'm. I have the lake beside me here, so it's constant. Uh, and uh, we'll we'll catch up. I'm quite sure the news will be just as goofy when you get back <laughs> as it has been so. this week. I mean, we'll try to work on something that's within our pay grade. Yeah, I'm sure we can find that too. All right, bud. Well, you take care, and we'll see you soon. <laughs> Have fun. Will do. <laughs> I don't know where the stop button is. Oh, there it is. I found it. <laughs>